When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I am Jimmy Morris at jmorrismcm on Twitter, MusicCityMiracles.com at TitansMCM. It has been a few days since we last recorded, so uh, a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. We won't bore you with all the back to the Jacksonville game and that disaster, all that. What happened yesterday, Titans lost in LA 17-14 in a game where I thought the defense played really really well i mean i I said on twitter and i did on DraftKings, i had all of the justin herbert stacks because i thought justin herbert was going to throw for 400 yards easily um i thought the only thing that was going to stop justin herbert for throwing for 400 yards was the fact that the the chargers might be up something like you know 28 to 3 at halftime and so they may not have to throw in the second half obviously that's not the way that this game played out the Titans, for the second straight year, found a way to rally uh, in SoFi Stadium. You know, last year they went up there and beat the Rams in a game where some suggested they should sit players because there was no way they were going to win. Um, but they found a way to go up there and win, or go out there and win. And yesterday, they, the defense played really well, uh, held the Chargers to 17 points. The last drive, obviously, I mean, you know, you, you can't you can't let a guy get behind you right there. But I mean, Herbert made a great throw. Um, you know, Greg Maven, he had a, he had a really good play earlier in the game, but Greg Maven on Mike Williams, it's just a mismatch. Like, and and again, when you're at corner six, seven, eight, nine, whatever they're on, um, you're, you're going to find yourself, yourself in situations where you're just the, the, the guy that you're lined up against is just better than you. I mean, that's just how, you know, the numbers work. Um, so, you know, I, I thought overall, like I said, the defense played really well. Um, the offense is still a disaster. Uh, you know, they were able to, to score twice, which, I mean, I don't even know how they do that sometimes. But, um, you know, it, the like I said, the defense rallied, played well. If they can get some guys back, I mean, all the guys they were missing yesterday, still missing Danico Autry, obviously. Uh, Zach Cunningham, his practice window opened last week, but he was not activated for this game. I assume he'll be back for the Texans game. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. You didn't have Imani Hooker. You didn't have Christian Fulton. You know, the Titans have a, have a bit of a short week this week with that Texans game being on Christmas Eve on Saturday. So we'll see how many of these guys are able to get back. But I think, you know, we've seen the defense play well when they're limited. If we get everybody back, then I think you'll see them come out and, and be something similar to the defense we saw early in the season, which it looked like could really win some games for the Titans. Uh, now to the offense. Listen, you know, we finally saw Dylan Raidens at left tackle. It's, you know, a year and whatever in, almost two years in at this point. He's played one game at left tackle before yesterday. It was that Thursday night game against the 49ers last year where he played pretty well. Um, Vrabel said for the game that the plan was to play Dennis Daly for the first half to play Dylan Raidens for the, I mean, for the first quarter, to play Dylan Raidens for the second quarter, and then to see where it goes from there. All right, now Dylan Raidens gets hurt, of course, because everybody on the Titans always gets hurt. Um, and so you ha- you're stuck with Dennis Daly for the left, left rest of the game. I still don't understand. I don't understand how there's not somebody better out there than Dennis Daly. Like he is 
the worst left tackle I have ever watched play in all the years that I've been watching football. And I watched Will Svitek. I watched Will Svitek. Dennis Daly is worse than him. That's how bad it is with Dennis Daly. And, like, listen, it's a it's a travesty, a Travis Sham mockery, if you remember that commercial, that it took this long for them to give Raidens a shot over there. Because, you know, I mean, I don't I don't care. Like, uh, we've been saying it for weeks. It, it, it's, it's, you know, beating the horse at this point. But, like, there has to be a better option. People, oh, it could get worse. I mean, sure, maybe it could get worse. But it could get better. It could get better. And so, I don't know. We, we don't know what we would have seen with Raidens out there. Unfortunately, like I said, he gets hurt like everybody else. Um, so, we didn't get to see that. Now, I mean, here's the the thing that really took off. I mean, because what else are you going to say about that game, right? You have a limited defense that played well. You have a bad offensive line. You have no offensive weapons. Uh, well, you have a couple of offensive weapons. You have Chegg, who, again, made a big play. Uh, you, you got some of that stuff. But, but over, you're, you're severely lacking in weapons. You have Ryan Tannehill who gets his ankle rolled up on, on, on the first series, gets carted to the locker room, comes back in, all right? I mean, you can't – there's nothing else left to say about Tannehill's toughness. I mean, we'll talk about that after the game. Like, we all know that. We all respect that about him. You know, that's great. Um, there, there's so much about the play where he takes the sack before Randy Bullock misses the field goal, okay? Now, I, I said on Twitter that I was going to give the most correct and reasonable take on Ryan Tannehill, and, and here it is, Okay. You cannot play quarterback effectively if your left tackle can at least get a hand on that guy that comes in and makes the sack on third down. You can't do it. You cannot do it. And I got a little back and forth with Corey Curtis. Really respect Corey Curtis. Think he does. Thinks he think he does a great job. He sent me the picture that I that I posted later that said the ball needs to come out. All right. So you've got a guy over in the flat right there. Here's the thing though. We don't know what read that is, right? I mean, he Ryan, Ryan Tannehill has a progression he's going through. Ryan Tannehill has to be able to assume that he can get to his second read before he gets hit. Like, he can't play quarterback in the NFL if he can't do it. It's just not possible. It's not possible. So everybody wants to kill Tannehill for that. That's fine. You have your Tannehill bias. That's fine. Well, here's, here's what we know about Ryan Tannehill. We know, and Mike Vrabel said this last year at the end of the year, we need to be great around him. And that's not any less true now than it was then. It's probably more true when he can't move. Because before, at least he could get out of the pocket when things happen. When he's got a bum ankle, he can't move. Okay? So, all these people that, that want to kill him for that, like, come on. you've you, He's got to be able to at least get to his second read before he gets hit. Dennis Daly completely whiffs on that guy. Doesn't touch him at all. You can't play quarterback like that. I don't know what read the guy in the flat was. Some guy, somebody on Twitter said a hot route, but it's not a hot route because a hot route is identified when you see a blitzer. So if you got a corner blitzing, you know that you need to get the ball to the guy that the, where the corner just blitzed from, right? You don't have a hot route when you have a down defensive lineman rushing. Like, that's just a play. There's nothing hot about that. I mean, I guess maybe Dennis Daly could yell when he gets beat. He, his, he probably lost his voice by that point if you want to be yelling when he gets beat. But, like, you can't you, you can't expect Tannehill to be able to make a play there. Like, if that's not – if the guy in the flat is not read two or higher, you can't expect him to get there. He didn't have time. He did not have time. So, listen, I get it. Tannehill is limited. We, we know that. All right? And so, again – these things we get into on Twitter are funny because it's like, oh, Ryan Tannehill's great. Oh, Ryan Tannehill's terrible. Well, no, Ryan Tannehill's a good quarterback. He's somewhere in the middle. If you're great around him, he can win games for you. If you're not, he's not going to. But, I, I mean, I would argue that I don't care who the quarterback is there. 
I, what do you want them to do? I mean, could they feel the pressure? I do think Tannehill lacks in awareness sometimes. I do think he doesn't feel things sometimes. But again, I've never played quarterback in the NFL. I don't know what he's supposed to feel and not feel. Um, I think we should respect him for staying in the pocket. How many quarterbacks have you seen that see ghosts when they get hit a couple times? Well, he's been getting crushed all year from the left side because Dennis Daly's terrible. Aaron Brewer's not good in pass protection. Like, he's been getting crushed from over there all year, and he's still at least standing in the pocket trying to make throws. I got a guy that's blaming Tannehill on that first drive where he gets hurt. Oh, he never throws the ball away. Okay. Well, but, but I mean, again, like, do you want him? Does he need to be one, two, three, ball, ball stone away? If it's not there, I don't think he could have even gotten to three on the sack play. But, like, again, all of that to say, Ryan Tannehill is a, is a good NFL quarterback. He is not going to elevate everybody around him. If you're good around him, you can win games. They're not good around him right now. They're not good on the offensive line. They're not good at receiver. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not going to work. <laughs> like, it's not going to work the way it's currently constructed. And we can blame Ryan Tannehill if we want. It's not Ryan Tannehill's fault. I'll tell you whose fault it is. Number one, it's Todd Daly's. T- Todd Daly. I'm just combining Dennis Daly and Todd Downing at this point. Why not? It's Todd Downing's fault. We have twice yesterday where the Titans have third and two and Derrick Henry's on the sideline. Third and two, Derrick Henry's on the sideline. That's ridiculous. Against one of the worst run defenses in the league, it is ridiculous to not have Derrick Henry on the field on third and two. Both times, I would argue, you hand it to him twice if you need to. If he doesn't get it on third down, you hand it to him again on fourth down. Because you can't pass. We know that. We know that. So those two times. And then there's the play. There's the series where Derrick Henry gets 16 yards. And then they drop back to pass on the next play. Like, you're finally at a point where Derrick Henry is establishing himself. He is ready to take over this football game. And you drop back to pass after he has just physically punished the Chargers defense. Like, what are you doing? My, my, I mean, I have a lot of issues with Todd Downing. I, I, I just think he has no idea how to call a football game. And this is not about play design, about individual plays, what plays are in the script, plays that aren't in the script or on the page, whatever you want to say. I don't think he has any idea how to identify the flow of a game and call his offense with the way that game is going. I think he's terrible at it. I think he has I, – I, it's just – it's it's so, so bad. We've seen so many times where Derrick Henry rips off a big run, and it's like, okay, now this is what you do. This is what the Titans want to do. This is their identity. You hand the ball to Derrick Henry. He punishes the defense. He makes them tired. He runs over them, and then you can establish that. We do that on we do that on a play. They do that on a play, hand it to him, gets a big gain, drop back to pass. We get a penalty. We get a sack, whatever they what, – I'm in the weed they. I don't care. Um, you get into that, and now it's second and 15. And then he wants to run because, I mean, why not? If it's second and 15, second and 20, second and 25, run the ball. That makes sense, right? But that's the whole thing. Like He just has no flow, no feel for the game, no idea how to like punish a defense when you have them on their heels. And that's my, my, that's my whole deal with the third and two. That's my thing with last week in the Jaguars game where you call the, the king cat play where Derrick Henry fumbles. I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry's got to catch that snap. That's a stupid play call right there. It's the whole thing with the, the ball earlier in the year where they tried to get it to Malik Willis and he fumbled. Again, yes, handoffs need to be executed. It's a stupid play call in that, in that scenario. 
That's the issue. That's my issue with that. Okay, so he's he's issue number one. If Mike Vrabel doesn't can Todd Downing at the end of this year, then I have serious questions about Mike Vrabel. Then I think Mike Vrabel is in the same category as Mike Malarkey was when he would not fire Terry Robisky. I know that's I know that's big. I know Mike Vrabel won the coach of the year. I think Mike Vrabel has done a fantastic job coaching this football game, football team. I think he is a not a good decision maker when it comes to his staff. Todd Downing should not have been back this year. If Todd Downing is back next year, then that's a real, real problem. Like that needs to be one of those things that Amy Adams needs. Amy Armstrong needs to call him in her office and say, "Look, Mike, you've done a great job. This team has been ravaged by injuries. You've had them ready to play pretty much every week when nobody expected you to be in games. But you cannot, you cannot continue with Todd Downing as your offensive coordinator. If you will not fire him, I will fire you. That's what she should do. I would be perfectly fine with her doing that." And if, if Mike Vrabel doesn't see it, then I've got serious questions about his judgment. Then, then there's Dennis Daly. We've, we've already talked about that. We've already talked about how much of a disaster that is. Um, again, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand why they haven't tried anything else. I don't understand why they're not – I mean, there ha, there is a player on a practice squad in the NFL that is better than Dennis Daly. I mean, there, I, I don't understand what your argument against that could be. We talked about the PFF thing from a, a week or two ago where they – this is like the last eight years – the worst left tackles. Dennis Daly was on there once for the Panther season, once for this season. He's gotten worse probably since that graphic. So uh, it's it's inexcusable to not be able to find something better than him. Part of that's on John Robinson, right? And that's why John Robinson is not here anymore because you don't have a viable option. Maybe you do. Maybe Dylan Radins is that. We don't know now because the only time they gave him a chance finally to play, he got hurt. The injuries are another thing. I mean, there's somebody getting hurt on every single play. Last year, most players using the NFL history, you can attribute that to bad luck once. You can't twice. It's not bad luck twice. It's just not. There has to be something going on in strength and conditioning. you got to evaluate that. Maybe there's not. Maybe it is just bad luck twice. I would say the odds. Somebody, I think Titans Rossi, posted something um, about the odds of using that many players in one year and the odds of doing it two years in a row. It was some astronomical number. Look into that, guys. Look into that. Let's see if we can figure something out going on here because we got guys dropping more so than any other team two years in a row. Something needs to be addressed there, and they need to figure it out. All right, that's plenty for today. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends. It's a great podcast. If I do say so myself, um, sometimes I just rant like this. Sometimes we'll talk more about things. Um, you know you know how it goes. All right, again, on Twitter, at JMorrisMCM, at TitansMCM, MuseumMiracles.com. We've got a little bit of a, con- of a condensed week this week, heading into the Texans game, so we'll try to fire off an episode every day, keep you updated on what's going on. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you again tomorrow.